Hi, my name is Farron and you're listening to Hungry for Apples podcast. Please follow me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N, and check out my website, Farron.me. Grab an apple, enjoy the show. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Welcome back to Hungry for Apples with your host, Farron. We're going to start off today with a very short breathing exercise. It will be three minutes. So if you could take a moment and make sure that you have a comfortable seat, it will help you, it will help you take part in the exercise. Make sure that you can sit tall or perhaps maybe even lay down or lean against a wall, something that is easy. And um, the exercise that we're going to do is very, very simple. So take a moment, get that seat, allow the eyes to close. As you draw in your next breath, to start to sit a little bit taller so you'll inhale slowly through the nose just breathe in fill up as full as you can and then slowly allow the exhale to come out the mouth make sure that you don't slouch when you exhale and then again inhale slowly through the nose allow the inhale to help you sit taller So inhale and fill. And then allow the breath to fall right out of the mouth. No need to press it out with any kind of speed. Stay tall. Inhale again through the nose. Inhale, fill, fill, fill. And slowly exhale through the mouth. Now we're going to change it a little bit. So inhale through the nose for five, four, three, two, one. Exhale through the nose for five, four, three, two, and one. And then again, inhale through the nose, five, four, three, two, and one. Slow the exhale through the nose for six, five, four, three, two, and one. Inhale, five, four, three, two, one. Exhale, six, five, four, three, two, and one. Again, inhale, five, four, three, two, one. Exhale, six, five, four, three, two, and one. Inhale, five, four, three, two, and one. Exhale, seven, six, five, four, three, two, and one. Inhale, five, four, three, two, one. Exhale, seven, six, five, four, three, two, and one. Inhale, five, four, three, two and one exhale seven six five four three two and one inhale five four 
three, two, one. Exhale, six, five, four, three, two, and one. Inhale, five, four, three, two, and one. Exhale, five, four, three, two, and one. Inhale, five, four, three, two, and one. Exhale, five, four, three, two, and one. Inhale through the nose, fill, fill, fill. Exhale out the mouth now. Ah. One more time like that. Inhale through the nose, fill up, fill up, fill up. Exhale through the mouth. Just pause there. Allow your eyes to stay closed. Take a moment here to notice how you're feeling, how you're sitting. Draw the attention to your skin touching the air. Just notice what it feels like. Notice the air touching your skin. Notice the height of your spine, your comfortable seat. And then come back to the skin again. Notice what it feels like. After a couple more breaths, just allow yourself to let the eyes flutter open. Perhaps grab a glass of water. So for today's topic, I want to talk to you about having a routine, having a personal ritual, a morning ritual. And what's really funny about this is today I accidentally slept through the time that I would have done my own ritual, my own morning routine. And it's just funny to me that the day that I'm going to record a podcast on the topic is the day that I didn't leave my, or I left the time, I just slept through it. So this is something that I think doesn't get talked about a lot when people start to speak about having personal ritual is that it is a discipline but it is not something that you really want to arrange any kind of self-doubt or deprecation around so if you were to let's say sleep through the time that you would normally do this ritual this shouldn't ruin your day Um, it is good to notice if there's some kind of effect if it, I mean, for me personally, since I've been having a morning morning ritual for so long, I mean, today was a little bit of an outlier, but for the most part, if I miss it, everything's fine. I just do parts of the ritual later on, or maybe I have time later to do what would be part of that ritual, but... The fact of the matter is, is that it's set up in the morning, not just because the time is free, 
but this is the time when my mind and my body are really communicating in a free zone. So not only is life not really happening yet around me, my body is in a very clear zone. And I know I know that the old yogis always say to wake up and meditate at four in the morning, something like that. For the modern spiritual being, this is not necessarily possible. I mean, for some people it is. For some people, it's the way that they do it. It's how they get themselves to work and, and all of that. But I, I just want to encourage people to create a ritual that works for them, not to replicate a ritual that they learned from somebody else. Now, that doesn't mean that going to a disciplined practice isn't a good idea. These are two different things. If you want to practice something with major discipline to gain what you can learn and grow from in the act of discipline, totally go for it. Totally do that. Discipline is extremely important because consistency is what's really driving this bus. This is, consistency is what makes everything work, especially if you're highly energy sensitive like I am. It's very possible that you're being extremely consistent around things that you just don't necessarily need to do anymore, and it's just really hard to switch that over. This is something that I personally am working with. Just a little side note. So if you're going to create personal ritual and the morning is something you kind of have your eye on, I recommend that you start with really small bites. My personal ritual starts before I'm even fully knowing that I'm awake. I have some things that I say first thing upon waking, um, one in Sanskrit and some in English and now I'm adding something else that I don't really want to talk about yet, but it's very beautiful. And after that, I move into what would be a meditation zone, and I go through this whole process that I've created over years and years of trying to make something work for me. I found this process that I develop from. And that's something that I do want to encourage people to do for themselves. I want everyone to figure out how to create their own ritual. And it's interesting how, how you can find so many different things. You can go through a yogic practice. Um, you can go through Buddhist meditations and learn all of these different things. But if they feel outside of you, you're really just going through the work of the practice, which isn't a bad thing, but there has to be something that is coming from inside of you in order for this to be really long-term. We're looking for something that will create longevity within your existence versus something that you feel like you have to do in order to exist. These are not the same things. And at this time, with the amount of vibrational acceleration that we're experiencing, it's imperative that every energy-sensitive person get a handle on what is going on before they get barreled over by it. No one could really tell you how it feels or anything like that. So investigation has to begin, or you will not be able to differentiate when the levels reach where they're going to reach. 
because the amount of dissonance is going to get so high within the greater collective as this happens, which is very much going to have an effect on you and your body. So basically what I'm saying here is if you are already aware of how everything is shifting and changing, you really need to get a handle on how it works for you and your body before the rest of the collective kind of gets hit by it. And I don't think everybody's going to get hit by it. Like, I hate that term, but this is the way it came out. Um, it, it's just that there's so much going on around the world that it's very easy to be reactive. And when reactions start to kind of happen right next to each other, this can turn into really explosive things. This is how, um, you know, certain societies get into a mass delusion, you know, mass psychosis, stuff like that. In the last episode, I spoke about how the universe is breathing us. If you haven't listened to that episode, I recommend checking it out. It is directly connected to what I'm talking about here. How the universe is breathing us is becoming more and more apparent as people in the spiritual communities concentrate on their trauma healing and ancestral connections. What's happening is those healings that they're doing for themselves are spreading into general communities. And that awareness is starting to kind of poke out at other people that haven't had a chance to take part in healing their trauma. And this is an opportunity. So if this is something that you're connected to and you you are someone that is working on trauma healing and ancestral connections, I commend you. You're you're you may be surrounded by people that are doing that too based on your social media or something like that, but really you're in front of the pack. Just in case you're wondering because for every hundred people that is working on that, there are there are a, a few thousand um, that don't even understand that they can do it. So we have a lot of um, room to move here. So what's happening is that people are bringing this basic awareness into their daily life. And it's not basic at first, but once you start healing the parts of you that you didn't even know you could access it becomes pretty magical and some of these people are in communities then and they're not surrounded by people that even understand what's going on at all and i'm not sure what that would be like but it has to be really interesting to say the least so this awareness is being spread right it is opening up this view of what has been disguised in basic daily life. So everyone having to do certain things at a certain time, get a certain amount of money and all of that. But living is living. We all have to do that. It's part of being human. And um, a lot of it, though, has been kind of disguised in this way where you have to do it a certain way. And we really, really don't. So this kind of awareness of how you can shift your basic daily life and that shifts 
from the inside out. So you and then your family, the people around you, the people you work with, the people you see on the street, on the bus, and all of that, it starts to spread. And this directly is impacted by the universe and its movements. So over time, the disguise, the daily life, all of that stuff, it, what's happening is it, is it weighs down, um, it weighs on people for a really long time. And subconsciously, they don't understand why they're so upset about what's going on around them. And then they open up all of a sudden and it is, it's like magic. It's a lot of work, but it really impacts the people around you before you even know it. It's not something that's spoken about. And I think that is also something that is kind of causing a little bit of an issue. Everyone wants to talk about it, but I think that we should feel it out first, you know? Anyhow. So, as we move all of this kind of brighter way of seeing the people around us and the life that we live into daily life, this starts to lean on what is called unity consciousness. So, we're doing this as humans. We're learning how to respect and live with the other people around us as well as the planet. Now, at the same time, you know, there are a lot of fires. There's a lot of scary, scary things happening. There's a lot of illness. This is the flip side of such a shift. This is something that is actually necessary in order for unity to be realized on a greater scale. I know it sounds terrible to say that, but that is what's happening. It's not my opinion. That's just what's out there. So what's happening is, you know, we're evolving as human, as humans, as humanity. The whole of humanity's consciousness is shifting. And at the same time, the planet is going through its regular and continual evolution. And what this is, is we're impacting each other. So we have our own energy base. The planet has its energy base and we're inherently connected because the universe is breathing us and we are breathing the universe. There's no way to separate it. As we go through this process, more and more people are going to start listening to First Nations. This is very important in order for in order for this to actually happen in our lifetime, we need to start listening to First Nations. And you can see that they're out there and they're screaming and they're fighting for a lot. And they're being ignored. This is not going to be able to be continued. It, humanity can't support that. And something's going to change. I don't know what's going to change, but that's not going to stick around for very long. From what I could tell for the next few months, if not a few years, it's going to be bumpy. And I'm not trying to be, you know, like I'm not trying to be predictive here. As an energy sensitive person, one of the things I do is I tap into, I tap into source. And one of the things I do is I have a mystical connection and I bring messages in. So the one that I'm getting lately is that the next two months we have a lot of work to do. And whatever work we do in the next two months is going to set us up in a very important way for what is coming for us. 
So what does this have to do with daily personal ritual? Well, this is going to be a lot of energy coming around and it's going to be really agitating for some people and a whole other group of people are going to love it to death. If you haven't set up a way for you to kind of check in with yourself on a daily basis, this is going to cause daily confusion for you. In the next couple months, take the time, set a personal ritual. The one the one that most people talk about is meditation, but have you noticed how most people have trouble beginning meditation? This is why I started with a breathing, um, a short breathing exercise for this episode, because a breath exercise is going to be an easier route into a meditative state than trying to sit for meditation. This is something I think that a lot of people would benefit from. So if you could set up a personal ritual around a breath exercise, that would be fantastic. If you can give yourself the morning time and check in, if you have kids and you can get up before them, that might be hard, but you might find something that's really important for you and your existence and your calm center, your zero point so that you can find it no matter what's going on around you as we move forward. So it's going to be bumpy. The news is going to continue to be the news. And we're going to have to make a daily choice of what we're paying attention to. I don't think it's a good idea to just ignore what's going on as some low vibrational thing that you're ignoring. I've seen that in the spiritual community and I just... I just don't think that's a good idea. Do I think you should allow the news and what's happening around the world to take over your whole disposition? No, absolutely not. But I don't think anybody should ignore it either. If it's something that you see that is hurting you and you feel emotional about it, send some love to it, turn it off. But don't ignore the fact that it's brought up some kind of emotion. This is called bypassing and it will be dangerous for you going forward. You'll just have to undo it. That'll just create more trauma, not less. What you're looking for is to connect with your true heart center. And this is going to have to be self-reflected. It is not easy work. I'm going through a lot of it right now. But it is extremely beneficial. You want to find and connect to your true heart center every single day as many times as possible. But once you learn to set yourself up in the morning and then um, finish the day off in the evening, have a little nighttime routine, maybe set up your morning meditation um, before you go to bed, you will feel like you're providing your existence with a container to live in. It's really important that we take time to remember. The root back is remembering. The way to remember is through nature, our natural way of being. The way to continue the connection is via consistency. The way to consistency is through ritual. The way to ritual is through your body. The way to your body is remembering. The way to remember is through nature. The way to continue this connection is via consistency. The way to consistency is through ritual. 
the way to ritual is through your body. The way to your body is remembering. The way to remember is through nature and so on. Thank you so much for listening to me today. I hope I've sparked some remembering in you. Talk soon. Bye now. Alright, that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider a small donation over at patreon.com backslash fern and feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N. Or if you have any questions, check out my website, fern.me. You can contact me there. You can see my class schedule and upcoming events. Again, you've been listening to Hungry for Apples with your host, Fern. I'm just feeling it out. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.